jump into this uh, Justinian plague? Yeah, sure. It's a very interesting time period. So let, let's just talk about why is it called Justinian? Who's why? Who's this guy, or why? Why Justin? Uh, yeah. So uh, his name is uh, uh, he was Emperor Justinian. Uh, so he was basically the emperor of the Byzantine Empire uh, from 527 to 565 AD. Uh, so he was the emperor of the East, Eastern Roman Empire. Uh, so by this time, the Western Roman Empire had already fallen uh, at around uh, 476, I believe. Um, so yeah, he, he was a very famous uh, emperor. Um, if you ever go to uh, Istanbul in Turkey, uh, you will probably see, you will see the uh, Hagia Sophia, which is a very famous uh, piece of architecture. Um, I personally, that is personally on my bucket list. I would love to see it. Um, and yeah, so by the time he took power, um, obviously the Roman Empire, the Western part kind of like fell. And he basically wanted to, do, to be the emperor who would restore the empire to its, uh, I guess, uh, previous greatness. Because uh, all, all of the awesome things that we remember about the Roman Empire, um, that kind of occurred like before Justinian's time. So he kind of wanted to restore it to uh, its former glory in a sense. So that, that's why he's uh, one of the famous, uh, um, one of the famous uh, emperors of the Roman Empire. Yeah, more specifically, probably more specifically, the Byzantine Byzantine Empire. Yeah, but, yeah. Because yeah. I, I re- when we first brought it up, I was I was already uh, pondering that pondering Justinian as like a more a Roman emperor. Emperor. Well, after reading a bit about it, I just realized, oh shoot, he's on the he's a Eastern eastern emperor in terms yes. of you know the split so it caught it kind of caught me off guard and so as i was reading about him i found pretty interesting stuff uh in terms of at least from one one historian i, I kind of looked i looked up when i looked him up i looked up uh procopius yes right? yes he seems to be the um his civil historian yeah, he was like a contemporaneous historian who kind of recorded everything. Basically, everything that we talk about today is kind of based off his accounts. All right, so let's let's get let's get into him. Do you know anything about Procopius? Uh, no. Uh, I I just think that he he was uh, probably one of the uh, uh, more important historians of the day. Um, obviously, history uh, because of uh, because of. Uh, the lack of modern technologies during that time um, it, it's definitely important for uh, uh, us in the present day to gather information from credible sources and i think he was definitely one of those uh sources who was able to document the plague and it's horrible um after that um, as we will probably talk about um uh, later but yeah uh, that's uh um i'm pretty sure he was uh, he was uh, the gold standard of the day i see well, what did he what did he say, or what, what books did he write in terms of the the Justinian plague? Uh, I'm not sure about any specific books, but he definitely uh, was able to uh, record all of the uh, different uh, events during this time. Um, I think, um, yeah, obviously he was uh, someone who uh, was able to record everything as it happened, and uh, we're definitely grateful for that. I see. I see. So in terms of uh, the plague itself, what what do we know about it? Yeah, so um, basically what happened was that uh, it kind of 
originated in China and Northeast India, right? So in the in the Far East,、uh, relatively speaking to Europe.、Um, so basically, it was able to arrive in Egypt, and after that, it it spread really quickly.、Um, it arrived in Egypt at around 541,、um, and it was able to. So if you can imagine a map of the Mediterranean region, Egypt、mm-hmm. is directly south of. Of Constantinople, which was which is Istanbul, but called Constantinople back in the day,、mm-hmm. uh, it's the capital of the Byzantine Empire. So basically, the plague traveled north.、Uh, it crossed the Mediterranean.、Uh, it was able to cross because uh, um, of the boats and all the trade going on.、Um, it was spread through rats,、uh, and basically,、um, in 541. The plague landed in Constantinople, and it spread like wildfires.、Um, and by next year, by 542,、uh, cases were also recorded as far north as England. So it spread really rapidly.、Um, so that's kind of like how it spread and what the origins were.、Um, and obviously, it spread very fast.、Um, kind of,、uh, there are some echoes of that. Um, probably you're thinking about a particular plague or virus today.、Mm. I I read a bit of Procopius's work. It's interesting how he how he described it、uh, in terms of being, in one sense, a divine punishment.、Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, back then they didn't have too much、uh, scientific. Terminologies, or yeah, right. So, yeah, so、um, obviously this was before the Enlightenment,、um, and this was after、uh, Const- Emperor Constantine.、Uh, he was the one who,、uh, if I'm not mistaken, he legalized Christianity in the Roman Empire.、Um, I believe that was around、uh, um, 300 in the fourth century. Yeah,、um, yeah. So obviously Christianity、um, has already had a big influence in the Roman Empire during that time. Yeah, I believe、uh, even just Justinian even kept that kept that、uh, flow too、uh, of having a, a Christian state in one sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised、uh, for historians to have attribute, attributed、um, plagues of this sort to、uh, supernatural matters.、Um, obviously, like we like what we just mentioned.、Um, You know they didn't have complex medicines.、Um, obviously, we're grateful for the medicines we have today, and、uh, we can effectively、uh, diagnose what's happening. But yeah, you could imagine、um, uh, very sick people during that time. Uh, uh, the medicine wasn't that advanced, and、um, you know it, a lot of things didn't go well for them.、Mm-hmm. The when reading Pro- Procopius, he he describes.、Uh, How an indiv- like if an individual would receive it,、um, sometimes the person would receive it and imme- immediately die. Sometimes the person would would receive it, and then a bunch of boils would appear on his body. Yeah, yeah, that's really、uh, scary when you think about it.、Um, I-, I was reading. Um, that basically victims were suffering from delusions,、um, nightmares, fevers, swellings in the groin,、um, armpits, my, yeah, yeah. ears.、Um, the death rate was very high.、Um, basically, 
according to a lot of sources, um, it was a 60 to 80% mortality rate for infected individuals. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, Justinian himself contracted the disease, but he recovered from it, um, probably because he got the best, because he was the emperor, he probably got yeah, the best yeah. medical care. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was uh, not even the highest of leaders, was, um, n- none of them were spared. So uh, it, it was really scary at that time. Um, obviously, coronavirus, uh, looking at it today, 60 to 80% is not, uh, thankfully, it's not the mortality rate today. But as you can imagine, uh, if you were in Constantinople in a big city, uh, a lot of people uh, dropping dead like flies. Uh, that's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, just it's interesting Procopius he he writes the plague as if like it was judgment towards Justinian's rule I found yeah. that quite interesting in the sense of like like what what did Justinian do but I it was I wasn't able to get more more in depth on how he rule how Justinian ruled during his time and then how he specifically ruled during the plague when the plague appeared okay Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I think there is uh, probably a, some strife going on during the empire. Um, so uh, as I said earlier, Justinian wanted to uh, try to recapture lands that he lost through the barbarians. So um, I, I would think that um, there was some conflict with regard to like how fast he should proceed with that um, and etc. And I, I think um, all, all the momentum that Justinian was trying to build for himself um, it just got halted, right, because of this plague. So mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of unrest was the result of that. Uh, was the result of that plague as well. Um, we can talk about the effects of that, but um, I think generally speaking, if you have everybody dying around you, well, mostly everybody dying around you, I think uh, that would cause a lot of turmoil, uh, uh, social turmoil, and people uh, maybe not doing a lot of kind things to one another. Um, a lot of unrest. Um, so I think. Uh, that's probably what uh, Procopius was mentioning, but um, definitely um, the podcast. Uh, sorry, the uh, the virus uh, halted his momentum, and I think uh, that kind of contributed to uh, some unrest and some people not liking what Justinian was doing. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I guess I want to take it, take that point of of Justinian's rule and his politics about it and how could we relate to it in terms of what how we're dealing with our COVID situation I mean I mean for us like COVID's not from over the over the span that we've dealt with it it's not as deadly as the Justinian plague correct uh, correct so like I'm, I'm just curious like is there any Coral or any resemblance or any dis- differences in terms of how our presidency or our rulers today di- are dealing with COVID versus how Justinian did, or just maybe any thoughts about what you think on that? Well, I think uh, gener- very generally, very generally speaking, um, very generally. That, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's uh, fair. I think. Um, you could compare a little bit of what Justinian wants to do to what a President Trump wants to do. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, Justinian, Justinian kind of wanted to restore um, the Roman Empire to its greatness, in a sense. Make um, Roman Empire great again? Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, 
uh, like what I said before, uh, the barbarians took a lot of Western Rome, um, mm-hmm. and so kind of uh, Justinian wanted to, wanted to rectify that in a sense. Um, so mm-hmm. he started uh, doing these campaigns and uh, and uh, trying to expand. Um, and basically, the, the this uh, this uh, sick, this disease uh, stopped him, right? Um, and so I think similarly, uh, President Trump uh, wants to, in a sense. Um, he wants to get the economy going, and he wants to uh, do all these things. But I think um, I, I think it's common sense. But uh, basically, he's facing the same problems as Justinian is. Um, the plague is uh, uh, causing a lot of unrest in society. Uh, people are dying, and so it's kind of like it, it's as if the coronavirus is also halting uh, President Trump's momentum. Uh, before the coronavirus, if you remember um, last year or February or January, uh, we were having a very low, we had a very low unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economy was doing really, really well. Um, and all of a sudden, this kind of halts all the economic progress that's been made. Um, so I think that's, in a way, it's similar in that, in, in terms of a similarity, similarities between the two. Um, so yeah, I mean, President Trump wants to uh, continue to uh, get through this. Um, who knows how long this will take. Um, after the plague, uh, Justinian still tried to continue to conquer more lands, but uh, you know the plague basically it, it made it never made the Roman Empire wasn't able to fully recover from it in a sense. Um, so I think um, those are kind of uh, some similarities, but obviously, like what I said earlier, it's a very general comparison. Obviously, there are a lot of differences, but I think uh, both leaders are definitely trying to. Uh, uh, fight through this uh, very uh, troubling time for them and they're trying to restore it back to kind of like what it was beforehand yeah I, I, I'm very it gives reflection on about our situation like COVID I've, I, like we should have a proper healthy fear of what COVID could do or what COVID has done and like I feel like sometimes people are complaining like it's not that dangerous it's not that dangerous when we should actually be complaining thank or not complaining we should be thanking that it it it, it is not dangerous like it's yes. not dangerous like it's not even it's as dangerous as the uh 1918 flu as we discussed earlier yeah in the last like episode. i find it like we should be thankful that it's not like what what justinian had to deal with um and then also just to be thankful that we weren't we weren't dealing with uh with other with rival nations knocking on our door trying to to take our land per se yeah so um i think that's also different uh, that's a very uh, important difference that you highlighted vincent um during uh justinian's time uh, there was the you had the persians uh to the uh east mm-hmm. um you had the barbarians to the west um, and so there's a lot of uh, tension going on. Um, and obviously, like what I keep hammering um, is that Justinian wanted to expand the Roman Empire westward so that he could uh, restore uh, his former lands from his predecessors. Um, but today, uh, we are basically in relatively pe- relatively peaceful times. Uh, so before the pandemic, uh, I mean, we weren't in a war. Uh, well, you count Ag- Afghanistan, and uh, that doesn't. I- I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about uh, uh, 
um, like actual soldiers dying by the thousands, like Vietnam, right? Like we didn't have a Vietnam um, mm-hmm. before um, COVID, right? And so yeah. basically, uh, we were in relatively peaceful terms with China. Um, I mean, you had the trade war, but I mean, we're not, we weren't fighting them militarily. Um, so mm-hmm. everything was relatively peaceful, right? And um, and also contrasting that with our previous episode, World War One. In the 1918 flu, uh, obviously we weren't in war with anybody in a very general sense. Um, we weren't uh, bombing. It, it wasn't like World War II. Um, so I think that's definitely one big difference that we could also be thankful for. Um, because if, if we were in a war right now, uh, I think the situation, the social tensions and everything else would be made worse. Yeah. The, like, I just want to highlight, highlight that just because like there's so much unrest within our country because uh, as we know there's also another topic um social social issue topics that are occurring and it it's just something to to really help help our listeners get a better perspective in terms of in terms of uh of how to deal with covid Hopefully, this is a good take on Justinian. Uh, I found Procopius very interesting. Uh, he seemed to be very, very angry. And so... Do you think he had a bias uh, against uh, Justinian? Kind of like uh, how, you know, historians aren't... I mean, we always historians would always try for objectivity, and that's a noble goal. But obviously, bias is going to creep in, right? It's it's kind of like a journalist today. Um, I mean, I, I like a lot of journalists today, but uh, a lot of them claim to be objective when they're not. So do you think uh, Procopius is kind of like... Is he trying to be objective as objective as he can, possibly can? Or do you think uh, he has like a bias against uh, uh, Justinian? It's, or is that unclear? It's, it's hard for me to tell... I mean, I, I think because, well, the the account that I took it from, I I believe it was a, it was a, like a secret, secret book that he wrote this information, I, I, the anecdota. And so it, it wasn't really part of the, of the, the standard history books that he came out with, but then it, maybe it was his personal journal in one sense and you could be could be right that it's just how he feels about the whole event and how he's somewhat blaming it on Justinian. Interesting, yeah, yeah, that's um, definitely something uh, our listeners would probably, if they're interested, they should uh, look up some more. So I think that's how I would take it. If he if he wrote this account, like in terms of a a per personal personal reflection or to he's trying to write to a particular audience or a particular um recipient it seems somewhat of a he's using history in a persuasive sense to put justinian in a in a dark light or in a negative negative light yeah so it lead yeah i feel like it's leaning that way but I think most scholars they find him uh, 
muddying up the history in one sense. But he, in terms of his description of the of the plague itself, it seems pretty Reliable. detailed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, for him to say like it's it's a divine judgment, <laughs> like I feel like that also hints a bit that he's somewhat scapegoating the issue towards. Yeah, that's um, an interesting point. Justinian. It's uh, pretty good uh, thinking. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I think that's something that's definitely worth looking into. Um, and also a good reminder that, you know, uh, in history, uh, you want to get the best sources, but even the best sources will have bias. So you just have to know, yeah, you have to have, you, you have to just know when they're showing it and, uh, you know, think critically. Yeah. Did Were you able to look up or find any other uh uh, first hand, primary sources on the on the Justinian. Uh, not really. Um, I was I I heard of a Procopius, and uh, I I think there was also another historian. I, I did not get his name, but um, um, I I think there was there have only been a few um important historical uh, historians during this time period, but um, definitely Procopius was one of them. Um. I, I forgot who the other one was, but um, yeah, I think uh, we're we're definitely thankful for. Even though uh, there weren't, I guess, as many reliable historians as there are today, um, you know, we could rely upon those sources uh, to get the information that we need, so that we can draw lessons from them. But um, yeah, Procopius was definitely one of the more important ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, he—I think he was a—he was a official statesman, from my understanding. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe sense, maybe this is also maybe this is also a good lesson for our listeners to not just study history, but uh, also learn those who are writing it. So, um, obviously, hi- history is written by historians, and uh, I think it would be good to kind of like know where they come from. Mm-hmm. Well, I I believe that's pretty much what we got for Justinian would you agree or do you have any last lasting words on the topic uh last, yeah last I think words uh, on the topic. yeah so I mean yeah so I think uh the plague uh obviously as we've mentioned it was very bad <laughs> to put it mildly um and I, I think it's important to note that so as I said it landed in Constantinople at 541 and I think it's important to note that um, it didn't really the pandemic kind of ebbed and flowed so it, def, it it disappeared I think after a couple of years but it re- reappeared in waves um, and it kind of did this uh, sine wave if you could imagine a sine wave it went on and off mm-hmm. and it kind of did that all the way up to around 750 so around like two centuries so that was very uh, uh, tough oh, wow. for the uh, tough for the <laughs> tough for the Byzantines right so um, did, did the Justinian plague actually go even more like it went beyond Justinian's rule? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, Justinian ruled from 527 to 565. Um, and as I said, the uh, plague finally uh, ceased to exist at around 750. Um, I will say that even though... So basically the plague killed... Um, I mean... Uh, History isn't that accurate in terms of counting the death toll, um, which is kind of obvious because they didn't have 
sophisticated methods of counting, but um, historians would probably estimate the death toll to be around 25 million, which I mean is a lot. Oh yeah, um, it's definitely more than half, maybe like 75 percent of the U.S. population right now. Actually, not that I, I take that back, but it's definitely a significant part of the U.S. population. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty deadly. Um, so yeah, it uh, ex- it stopped at around 750, um, and then it wouldn't appear again until until uh, the 1300s uh, when when the Black Death would kill at least 50 million people, uh, which was more than half of the population of Europe. And uh, obviously, a lot of people know about the Black Death, but uh, um, I think the reason why we're doing Justinian Justinian's Plague is because it, not a lot of people know about it. And uh, it, it was kind of like the precursor to the Black Death. Um, mm-hmm. It was the same bacterium too. Uh, so uh, Yersinia pestis, um, it would uh, um, be transferred through uh, rats. Um, and so... The fleas on the rats. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and so, yeah. um, I mean, obviously this is something, this is not coronavirus. Um, you could imagine like half of the, half of the population of uh, North America dying. It's pretty scary, but that's not happening right now. So, um, that's definitely one for the history books um but yeah i think uh learning about this uh plague will better help us make help us be more informed uh, uh citizens uh american citizens who uh, know the history and you know if we're ever in you know positions of power you know uh, we can look to history and uh, um try to use that as a guide to um to uh affect uh, change and because it's very interesting uh, like a lot of the there are a lot of similarities which I guess is probably not surprising in terms of how the virus spreads so Constantinople was uh, the capital city it's very densely populated so um, it, it's not surprising that you were more likely to die or catch the plague in a big city than if you were on an isolated farm and you were just a poor peasant um, so I mean there are a lot of the similarities to how uh, uh, virology works. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting to just look at history and see how things kind of are affected. Yeah. On my end, as I did my reading on it, I found more interest in in characters of that dealt with it, Justidian, Procopius. Um, and then I got interested in the Byzantine Empire not just for not just during this period, but like its whole history. So yeah, I was, when I was reading, I was kind of like, I got to stay focused on Justinian. But yeah, it, it, I think it's easy to. Um, I, I think uh, we. I would assume that uh, a lot of our listeners, uh, me certainly, um, you you go down these rabbit holes uh, because uh, you find the topic so interesting. So you just go on Wikipedia and search something, and then you end up not wasting your time but you end up uh just searching things uh from point a to point b to point c and you just find yourself lost in loving knowledge and stuff like that um i I will say in terms of the byzantine empire um yeah this as we are emphasizing this uh this plague was really deadly um obviously it kind of stopped around 750 and it uh came back during the black death during the 1300s uh, but it, it's very, it's kind of cool to think that the Byzantine Empire kind of survived all of that. Uh, so 
even though people, a lot of people died, the Byzantine Empire uh, lasted for many more centuries,、um, all the way up to 1453 when、uh, the Muslims captured Constantinople.、Um, so, I mean, the empire, I guess the, what I'm saying is that you know, the virus, even though it was strong, it wasn't strong enough to. To stop the Byzantine to, to stop, Empire. To stop the Roman Empire, yeah. yeah. The Byzantine Empire. So I, I think that's a pretty uh, crazy, uh, uh, a, a crazy、uh, fact about the Romans.、Um, obviously, obviously、uh, us here in America, we, we inherit a lot from the Romans uh, uh, politically, uh, cultural, culturally, art.、Um, so I think that's,、uh, you know, you could think that them being able to last that long had an impact. Maybe very indirectly on our culture、um, and Western civilization in total. Yeah, I think that when the Roman Empire split, if, if it wasn't for the Byzantines, I don't think the Western side would have maintained the culture. They just, the Western side fell up abruptly, and, or not abruptly, but they didn't, they didn't withstand compared to what the Byzantine Empire、uh, endured. Yeah. So you're, you're right on that end. I, you mentioned、uh, it slipped my mind. But yeah, in terms of rabbit holes, the Byzantine Empire is something to really consider, maybe possibly in the future,、uh, a podcast. Oh, that's what it has come back to me. I, as I was doing my research, I, I looked into my history books. And I didn't, or well, at least my history notes for World, World, World History One, and I couldn't find any reference to, to the Justinian plague for, yeah, for yeah, some so, reason. I found yeah, that so, interesting.、Um, yeah, exactly. So I think、uh, that's something that uh, uh, maybe history books are lacking.、Um, I, I think this was definitely an important part of history. I don't think I heard about this either during my high school years.、Um, definitely everybody knows about, about the Black Death. And, Stuff like that.、Um, but yeah, I mean, this was definitely something worth studying. And、uh, like, I, I'm not sure why it's not included in a lot of world history textbooks. Maybe it's just the fact that,、uh, I mean, there is a lot of stuff that happened in world, world history and there's only so much that you could learn. But yeah, I, I think that's interesting. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what topic we talk about next.、Uh, who knows if we'll. Switch it up to a COVID or to another epidemic, or possibly jump into just some other top、uh, topics such as the Byzantine Empire or, or who knows. Yeah, for sure. That'd be interesting. Well, we've kind of gone a little bit over, but thank you for your time, Elster, and your, your dedication to the podcast. Thanks, Vincent.、Uh, take care, and I'll、uh, catch you guys later.